You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. Tell me a funny story. Yeah. Tell me a joke. (laughs) I'm trying to... Joe was saying it's like day 20 of this week. Or so it feels. January is a long month. We're on the 80th day of January right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's unreal. This is going to be on... You're probably listening in February. Do you know what's funny? Is that everyone says that January has been the the longest month ever. Yes. But then just today, Mm -hmm. like those same people were like, (laughs) I can't believe it's February next week. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And I'm like, we just talked about how long they've, literally they've, January was. They've postured themselves like it was never going to end. Well, the weather well, is not helping. We've had like unseasonable weather and like t- today it rained all day. Yeah, that's weird. Just like the weather machines just changing the weather. It's real. I know. So jazz, the weird part is that Jasmine watches these like Disney shows mm-hmm. and w- a lot of the stuff that were, was made like 10 years ago. Yeah. I feel is like some real life stuff that's happening now. Like yeah. th- there was one episode where They're it was grooming. like the government had like a weather machine and they were changing the weather. And then like, yeah, they've been doing that for a long fast mm-hmm. forward to like today. Mm-hmm. Like there's like legit, like, and I was just like, that's so weird. Yeah. So it's always interesting. Cause when there's drought, like they can make it rain. They cloud seed. Yeah. They used to shoot mercury <clears throat> into the clouds and then you get like nasty yeah. acid rain or whatever. Make the clouds crazy. Now in Dubai, <laughs> they came up with like, um, a that way was a mad hatter joke. They came up with a way to cloud seed with drones. And they, I was just reading an article, and they've made it rain in places where it hasn't technically rained in like a thousand years. Do you know I got Carlos a drone once? Like torrential downpours. Yeah? Yeah. He decided to fly it here in the house. Mm. He got it like four feet in the air and flew it directly into me. So always get get it in the hair. Get yep. the little propellers in the hair. That's I was the like, best Ow. way to do it. He was like, I'm so sorry. They hurt. You know, yeah. it's interesting because we got Max a drone before, too, and it lasted approximately a few days. Yeah. One day we found a drone just chilling in the middle of the road. Hey. Hi. Side note. Yeah. You know the drone looking things on football games? That's exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the drone look alike. <laughs> yeah. these They're not no, these drones are per se, <laughs> but they look a lot like they're drones. They're kind of like on The Incredibles, but not. No, those are drones. Like on, yeah. on like um Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so yeah. while everyone's like very into the game. Yeah. I'm over here looking at the drone thingies. And you're like, is that on a wire? And I'm like, has one ever been hit by a football? Oh, I'm sure. That's that. my question. I'm sure of it. That's what I wondered during the football Why game. don't you go to YouTube? And- <laughs> when they all of a sudden go to commercial out of nowhere because they got to get the drone off the But field. what do you think? Because they seem oh, yeah. quite close. Go yes. to YouTube and be like. I bet they've has, gotten hit by has, footballs. Has uh, drone ever been hit by a football during an nfl game and there's probably footage also 
back to the wire question, mm-hmm. are they on a wire or is someone operating them? They're operating them. That is such a stressful job. I feel like that, <laughs> I feel like droning at a NFL game I is mean, similar to like air traffic You, you set a target now and then they follow it. Yeah, that's true. So if, if they're set to follow the ball, they're going to keep their eye on the you ball. What if you get like a finger cramp or what if you have to sneeze? And no, you're like f- you don't even have to touch it. No, it follows like it'll follow the ball. They have drones now that like you can hold it in your hand and then like lower your hand and it will stay in the just air. Just think with it mentally. And then you can <laughs> the no, chip in your brain. You can you can, <laughs> the chip in your pocket. You can Shout run. Shout out Elon. Yeah. You can start Not running sponsored. and it will follow you. So and you stop and it stops. There's a stop video. It. There's yeah. a video that you should watch. It's on like everything, YouTube, whatever. Of a guy that had Probably his drone going, drone. and he was riding his. Um, there's a couple of one was riding a bike, one was riding a snowboard, and the drone came out, caught the front view, and there was a grizzly bear chasing him. Stop. Yeah, and that's... like got within like ten yards. Uh huh. And he he never knew because you can't watch the drone video until you get home and you put it on your computer. Can you imagine? So two people, two different times at least, have had like they've been in just about a SWAT. Of a, a massive grizzly and had no clue. Wouldn't it be wild if there was like a supernatural drone <laughs> that did similar things where like you're just going through life. And They're like called angels. You, re- yeah. you relook back and you're like, oh my. Your grandma. Like there, I, there's a trail behind yeah. me back there. Your, your grandma must not <laughs> have ever told you about your guardian angels. So I... I hope. No, but I, she I wants meant to watch like if you footage. could see it. Oh, like well, if that's could, what I'm saying. Like, I no, now don't get me wrong, Lord. Like, I don't need my spiritual eyes open to see demons and, and angels. But because like sometimes I feel like that's just unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Think about my testimony right now. So the moment where I thought I was going to leave this earth in a bad manner, um, there was things through my entire life that got kind of flashed. Like, like all these memories I didn't eyes. have. Like I didn't keep track of. So you get a full recount of all of that. So you'll stand before God someday and you'll say, yeah, but, and then bang, so it'll play like a movie. So you actually had like the flash. Somewhat. Basically. It wasn't, it wasn't like, and the further I get away from it, the, the less clear it is. It's interesting because, so I didn't have like a near death experience like you, but whatever that was that occurred in 2020 with me where I just like blanked out on the floor. Right. And you called the the ambulance. Um, there was no flash. The only thing that was running through my mind was this is it. It's over. And like, what'd you do? Hmm. Yeah. That is sobering. This yeah, is where we got to be careful. For a Thursday, <laughs> this, honestly. this is where we have it's to be a careful. Sobering though. experience. Because the farther away from you from that you get the the less of an effect so you yeah. have to stay burning for him absolutely mm-hmm. like so they always say like you're not promised your tomorrow but it's like it's like that has become such a desensitized you know we've talked about this multiple times how certain scriptures get desensitized because yeah. they're spoken so much like yeah, yeah. If when for you, for example, when mm-hmm. you had like a near death where like it wasn't just like, I hope I wake up in the morning. I already Lord. had in my mind like, made up. I was dead. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's actual an actual exp- or, or people sometimes experience with car accidents yeah. or like it's like a moment in time where all of a sudden like you realize like you might have not been alive. Yeah. Like 
if Tomorrow. something didn't happen, yeah. right? It's like those awakening moments where it like recalibrates you and brings you back to like, what am I doing here? And like a lot of the times that like fully turns people yeah. back on the road of What's unsettling eternal. to me is when I hear, because t- we, we hear testimonies like this often and see people have car crashes and near-death experiences. And I know personally multiple people that have died my mother died as a baby. My grandmother died and actually was in the corner of the emergency operating room where they're doing surgery, trying to bring her back for like 45 minutes. And then when she went back into her body, she told all the doctors where they were, what they were saying and what they were doing. Freaked everybody out. I've seen so many people like that. And then they walk out of it and they walk right back into their mundane eek like eking through life fear of death. At the moment that God puts you back, you now know the devil couldn't kill you. The moment that you survive, like that guy hit in the back of your car at like 55. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) Right by our house. Yeah, I had a cup of coffee in my hand. And this guy plows into the back of her. He's watching somebody else turn that's the most common type of car accident by the way i was in the right turn lane and he thought i went so he just punched it because he was watching the other traffic that's the most don't get mad at me but i've 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 been the perpetrator not going at 55 but yeah but this is the thing is people have a near-death moment experience and then they still fear death and they've just had a a life-altering moment where Jesus showed him, I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He couldn't take you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He couldn't take you there. So fear of death, ha- it has to be, you just don't know where you're going. It, yeah, right? it is. Because otherwise well, you would yeah. fear it? Here's, so I'm not afraid of death like being dead, but to this world. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm afraid of judgment. <laughs> No, but like I don't know how to die, right? And well, like nobody, I told nobody's mom, nobody's gotten very good at that and lived to tell about it. Which, by the way, I brought this up. What was it? This, this I week finally sometime? crack a joke, and you just keep. I was gonna brunch you. I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> you say it again. I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> he said. Uh, you not said many, not many people have lived. I don't to tell know about how to it. do it. Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> that was. pretty I'm nice. not gonna be very good at it. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. So a couple things. I told mom if, first of all, if she goes, I'm going with her. But then also if she don't goes, speak that. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I rendered that statement. Listen, I mean, That's we're all going speech. together in the rapture. And then I said, you're gonna have to come get me <laughs> if you go first, because, like, I don't know how to do it. Well, they say they they say there's off like I mean people I, see people that there's like a greeting paradise man greeting yeah. committee paradise <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so interesting when you when you read scripture um, you guys have been doing the Bible recap too <laughs> you said recap, <laughs> you said recap. <laughs> did I <laughs> got a little dry it's mouth. like uh, what's his name what's got Bill Johnson's Brian Johnson shout out Bill shout out Brian. Uh, he was singing once live and said, set the craptives free. Yeah. yeah. Been there. Yeah. And then he so. stopped the song and said, did I just say craptives? <laughs> That's on YouTube. Sorry. Recrap. 
Bible Bible recap. recap. Oh, so doing the Bible recap. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're reading the Bible and you hear in the Old Testament all these people talk about Sheol, and um, I was just reading. So was it Jonah? I don't remember now. Anyway, what's this Sheol? is the thing. So hell. Sheol it is not hell. Oh, they they talk about it like it was hell. Um, it might have been what is hell. So Sheol, everybody went to Sheol. So again, is it like a city? No, it's it's the it's it's like hell. It's hell. But but Sheol when you say hell. like Satan, like. So it's not it's not the it's not the form of hell that's being created now, right? Where the borders are ever expanding. So before Jesus took the keys to death, hell, and grave, everybody went to Sheol, and then all of a sudden at the cross, he says to the thief, "I'll see you in paradise," because he went and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and he changed where we go when we die. So the rich man who who left Lazarus begging at his gate, he went to Sheol and he cried out, Father Abraham, let him touch my tongue with water. And he said, there's a great chasm here that cannot be crossed. So it wasn't actual hell. It was like a... It was hell, but it was not the hell of judgment. We have not... The great and terrible day of the Lord has not happened yet. We have not went to judgment and sat before the beam of the judgment seat of Christ. So we have not had our life read to us. We have not heard the words, uh, depart from me, I have never knew you, or we have not heard the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Right? You also said expanding. Yes. The Bible says that the, the gates of hell, the borders are ever expanding. Yeah. Because man makes a conscious decision in an antichrist spirit not to receive the free gift of salvation. That's why our job is so important because people have this flawed philosophy of what hell is and they think it's this place with big spiky rocks and rivers of lava yep. where the devil dances around people and pokes them with a pitchfork yep. that is not that is not accurate hell and is you'll a, see all your friends there like right you'll, you always you won't hear, be the toughest you, guy you in hell people say that you're all not the time. gonna be the party animal no mm-hmm. it's not gonna be boozing the the Bible says it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's not Gehenna. It's not like a pottery garden where they threw broken pottery. Um, it's not those things. The Bible is clear. The worm never dies. So when we think about hell and Sheol, and then all of a sudden you see scriptures like that just don't make sense. Like how did the witch of Endor bring the prophet Samuel up? to talk to Saul after after Saul fell out of favor with God. Well, how did he do that? Because everybody went to Sheol. So when Jesus died, it, it, it's believed that he, he descended for three days and he ministered to those who were in righteousness from the days of, before the days of Noah. So even the ones that were upright men, minus like Enoch and Elijah, the other ones had to go and wait. Why was Samuel so angry when he came up and he saw, why did you bring me up? Because Samuel, a man of God, just had to be obedient to the devil and the witch indoor to be brought back up. That That's crazy, right? But all of a sudden, Jesus takes the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and now everything changes. 
now you've been taken from that place of torment because there's a new lamb. This, this is, is like the good time, news. This is like the time that Heidi found out Egypt was in Africa. <laughs> this is good news, though. <laughs> this this is really good news. I hear, yeah. Is this good news? Because when we get our mind right and understand that that place was not created for us, and then we have these experiences on the earth where the devil does not have the right nor the the opportunity to to steal kill and destroy our life we should go forward burning for him who's given us life every day should be a day where we conquer cuz we we're walking out of victory you had that experience in 2020 where the enemy tried to not only steal your life but root you in a spirit of fear up until that point, he had you afraid to go to sleep at night. And all of a sudden, God took that, and he said, all right, you're going to do that? I'm going to show up in the moment you do it. And he showed up, and it shifted your posture towards Christ, and it changed your spiritual walk. Correct. It broke things, and you were present for this. Mm -hmm. My spirit actually cried out. Mm -hmm. You read scriptures on like the spirit crying out like that was a physical mm -hmm. like thing that happened because all like when my eyes awoke and I felt like life's leaving mm -hmm. all that was being yelled I couldn't like it I it literally was just tongues that were speaking out and then I collapsed on the floor. Mm -hmm. That's crazy sauce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like your spirit actually crying out. Like if you don't think you're a spiritual being, you have another thing coming. What's interesting to me is when you have people of a mindset that like, oh, I'll just repent at the last moment. Yeah, you were living. Even... You were living a pretty good life when it comes to spirituality. You were praying. You were doing. Yeah, I wasn't even like serving acting in crazy. the church. Yeah, like you were living a good life. Mm -hmm. um, but. There was no time in that moment for not no. for for the yeah. for you to even take inventory about what to repent of. Right. It's interesting because there were two outcomes of that and you like God laid it up for you and you had to make a choice that day going forward. Yeah. Because there's other people that could go through the exact same situation and they double down on fear. Mhm. Mm and they double down on the way that they were living before. Yeah. And then they hold God in contempt and resentment because of going through something when they were living pretty good. Look yeah. at how many times. You know? But you took it and you made the choice to let God come in and transform you. Right. As a result of it. Yeah. Look at how many times people have a, a terrible car collision like you were in or like I was in. And it I mean, changes in fairness, their... I wasn't like... I wasn't like incapacitated, right? Like, I but feel you like were in a good car. I was, yeah. Like a, a your German her car, car was was probably the highest safety rated car. German. The other guy's car was totaled, right? We don't, we don't. I still, I still think we're a little too close to World War Two to be touting Germany that way. But, but <laughs> there's people that have that experience, and they change their whole life yeah. not to ever take a right turn in, again. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll they'll take the long way, the scenic route. So they don't have to take a right turn. So that they don't have to end <laughs> up in that all situation again. <laughs> Forever. You know? Yeah. They, yeah. They'll drive looking in their rear view mirror instead yeah. of in front of them. Yeah. And now they're greatly affected and it's changed their patterns of behavior from this point on for the negative. Hmm. They're rooted in fear. And and how do you get to a place where you take your life back? You give it to him. By the way, that can happen with very mundane things too. Yeah. Like you decide today, I'm, you know what? It's the new year. I'm committing my God, my God to my body. No, my body to God. Yeah. It started to come out backwards and I'm going to get on the fitness journey and you go outside and you take a walk and you turn your ankle. Yep. yep. And you're like, well, can't do that anymore. Yep. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry you know, I'm laughing. Like it's it but it can be that simple. Yeah. It is that simple. Because literally when, when Jasmine broke her arm, you stopped yeah. going on walks. I stopped going on that path of yeah. walk. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like I'm gonna go this way. Yeah. That's crap. You yeah. know, it's like the yeah. weirdest little things that can happen that'll that'll change your behavioral pattern. And that thing <laughs> just gained a foothold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's laying bricks and now it's going to do Literally. it in other situations. And pretty soon there's going to be it a It can wall. be as simple as you went to a new church and you sat down and realized that you sat in somebody's spot like they already were there mm-hmm. and like went to get coffee. And now you're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I can't go back there again. Yeah. So we were look you going to at... share one? No. Did you have an example? It reminded me of yeah. when I was drinking the... The Cubs, the Eagle Scouts soda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that that moment for me, oh. like I could have literally went underneath a rock. So this was your nephew's Eagle Scout. Which is a big like deal. Like where ceremony. they pinned them. Yeah. Yes. Like I don't know if y'all are familiar with Boy Scouts, but after that, it's It was Eagle. a big deal. And when you get, and when you like graduate or pinned or whatever it is from Eagle Scouts, like it is a major yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. Like it's serious. Like, and there was all these Boy Scouts there, and Heidi was and just Eagle Scouts. she was mixing, she was mingling. We had it at the church. <laughs> she so was we were, thirsty. We were serving food. <laughs> so she she was standing next to this guy and like kept taking drinks out of this cup of Joe. It was, I she kept thought it was my soda. Joe's pop, only to find out <laughs> it was the head Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like literally drinking this person's soda to their face, to their face, like talking to him. Yeah. And he's just smiling. <laughs> Can you imagine if he had taken it out of your hand and taken a drink and handed it back to you? It been, like, that's so there's funny. There's moments where I wish he would have just been like. He probably thought you were flirting with him. <laughs> hey, you know, that reminds me. I was I just watched this uh, video. This girl was doing like a story time. She goes, I I'm locked in my bedroom and I'll tell you why. She's like, we have a construction team at our house and they're like doing work on the house and they've been here for a week. And she said the day, the first night they were here, my husband and I were hanging out and she's like, I was so cold. And I put on his sweatshirt and I've been wearing that sweatshirt all week. And she said, I just took it off and gave it, tried to give it back to my husband. And he goes, that's not mine. <laughs> and she was working at home and in the house with the contractors all week. And she was wearing their sweatshirt <laughs> in front of them. Yeah. Dude's like, dude's like, man, she can have it. Yeah. Can you imagine? That is so funny. 
Have you ever had situations where like something went wrong and you just couldn't correct somebody because it was just gone too far by now? Oh, yeah. I have floor coverings that I bring into houses. You guys. And people's dogs pee on them. And then I leave them there. And then they call me like, hey, you need to come back here. You forgot your stuff. And I'm like, no, you can have that one. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I'll drop it off to you. And then finally I'm like, actually, your dog urinated on it. If you want to wash it, you can use it for dog bedding. <laughs> this is this is so, it's funny, but it's kind of sad. So in 2013 our oldest brother passed away and i took Mm -hmm. some weeks off of work and my parents were staying with me because he died at their house and like it was a whole thing and then when i find and carlos was in el salvador for a few weeks yeah during that time and so i was off and then i went back to work and i was standing in the like hallway yeah and one of the physicians came out and was like where have you been and everybody was like he's like what you just what do you part-timer now you don't even work yeah no clue you go somewhere fun yeah you don't look like you got a tan right just kept on going yeah and everybody was like physically uncomfortable right and i was like worst no i we had a i my brother passed away and he was like no (laughs) like he just kept going he's like no he didn't and i'm like yeah, no, he did. And then it dawned on him and everybody else was like Yeah. Like, like he was probably so mad at everybody for not telling him. He felt so bad. Seriously. He felt terrible. Yeah. yeah. And that was very I felt more embarrassed for him because yeah. he didn't know. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so bad. So bad. When then you you so that's how We're strong friends work. Yeah. So everybody likes to talk about spiritual warfare and say uh you know our our gifts are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds and we always think second heaven warfare Mm -hmm. the warfare that happens between principalities and powers above this earth Mm -hmm. that is not for that that is for right here on this earth in our lives so when an evil spirit or something that's got assignment in your life to keep you from fulfilling the call of God on your life comes in, it starts by placing a brick. It, it, it gets the ground ready, just like we're supposed to do for sowing and reaping. We're supposed to, to clear the ground, plow it, get it ready for seed, plant seed, water it, mm-hmm. weed around the sprout so that it gets good light and more water, and then all of a sudden you have this thing growing that will soon produce fruit. Mm-hmm. With, with the works of darkness, it prepares the ground, and then all of a sudden it lays a brick. So now all of a sudden it's got a foothold. It's got something that's placed there that now has residence there. And then it lays another one, and then another one. And all of a sudden we don't even realize it. Like we're getting comfortable with this darkness in our life, these mm-hmm. situations where, you know, I'm just going to avoid crowds. I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid uh, movie theaters. There was a time in my life where I wasn't living for God and there had been like a, an awful situation where there was a shooting in a theater and I would have severe panic attacks every time people wanted to go to a movie with me. Yeah. yeah. I had to be intoxicated to go to a movie. That's so crazy. And the whole time I was in a movie, I'd be having a panic attack thinking about, like, if somebody comes in here, like, 
do I crawl under the seats and try and stab them in the leg? You know, just Isn't irrational. Isn't crazy how your brain goes there? Yeah, like like your brain literally gets to a point where it's like nobody else in this room probably even thinks about this or prepares for this. So how how do I mitigate this issue if it happens here? Yeah. And you start to map out the room. You know where all the exits are. That's you anxiety right there. Right. Yeah. So so you're you're now all of a sudden mm-hmm. You're having one brick after another, and and all of a sudden this wall that's being built now has another wall added to it, and it becomes your comfort zone. Every Christian likes to say comfort zone Mm -hmm. when they think about stepping out and sharing the gospel, but a comfort zone to me is usually a stronghold. A mighty Your weapons are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds because when you have weapons and you have the armor of God— the Holy Spirit will start to reveal to you the strongholds mm-hmm. that are keeping you bound. And it's not a general, you're not talking about a general preparedness. Right. You, irrational where people, behavior. Where irrational people thoughts. need to be generally prepared for yeah. certain things. But it's like, it's, I think our culture right now, and especially like social media, glorifies the idea of ha- having anxiety. Mm-hmm. And there's like long threads online where people are, they name stuff that, gives them fear or makes them feel stupid or anxious for no reason right like when you're walking out of the store and you drop your receipt and the wind starts to blow it away they're like they just want to like people are so embarrassed and oppressed by the spirit of anxiety and embarrassment that they want to go get in their car drive home and not leave again do you know how many times do you know what i mean sneezing in public Really? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Weird stuff. Having to walk back after you bowl. I love sneezing. <laughs> Literally. They like, they, and they start to talk about these things that are like, they make them so anxious and mm. like, that you, you like become crap, a prisoner. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, I say that's weird, but some people would say my riding in cars is weird. True. So I can't and, even talk right now. And there's some people that, like it's one thing to like if you're traveling somewhere and going somewhere new to like map out where you're going and know what you're doing but there are people that like in the town they live in they can't go somewhere or meet someone for dinner unless they google maps the place they know exactly where the how to park where to park how Mm -hmm. far it is to walk they google the menu before they go to the restaurant like all these things and not because they have like a dietary issue but like they just can't have a single unknown thing mm-hmm. because it gives them so much anxiety. Dude, I I used to avoid a specific pizza hut because I tried to lead a dude to the Lord. And he he was like kind of headed that way for a little bit. And there was phone conversations and prayer. And then all of a sudden he took like a hard turn because all of a sudden he he got some community around him. And mm-hmm. those friends like to party. So all of a sudden he took this hard turn. So every time I'd be within two feet of him, he'd be just F-bombing it and dropping swear words and like talking Mm. to me like we were good old friends. Yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm not your friend guy. I'm I'm somebody God sent here to help you Mm -hmm. so that you, you can learn what a friend is and have a friend in Jesus. So it got to the point where, where when we would order out food, I would avoid that restaurant because it wasn't because I was like afraid of the confrontation of the conversation. I was so grieved in my spirit about the interaction every time and about the 
the lack of respect for for my belief system mm -hmm. because I continued to respect this person as a human. But it got to that point where all of a sudden that was an irrational uh, action in my life mm -hmm. because we need to stay in our authority because our authority comes from Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an interesting thought because I feel like a lot of the times um, like these evil demonic things actually start to get run on us instead mm -hmm. of the other way around um, because like you said, we should always be in authority. So if mm -hmm. we walk into a room, we no longer should feel like we're the we're the we're the problem or we're Correct. the like we sh if there is a room of evil demonic people or things or anything going on and we walk in, we should have such an authority about us that those things feel uncomfortable, if, if not me. If right. Aunt Sally or Uncle Ted hates that you go to church and that's that's what you do and you won't go to family birthday parties from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday and it makes them uncomfortable and they decide to voice their opinion at every event so you don't go to those events anymore, you need to take your family back. Yeah. When you walk in and the, the presence of the Holy Spirit on you enters that room, the, when you're an authority those people will get a witness. They'll get a conviction from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, darkness is a substance, and it bends to avoid light. NASA mm -hmm. did studies. They shot lasers into space. They've proven that darkness is not just like the absence of light. It's a substance. So when, when you realize darkness is a substance and you realize that people are filled with darkness because they have not received Jesus Christ. When you walk into the room carrying and covered with the blood of Jesus and, and carrying the sword of the Spirit, darkness will will bend around you if it if it can recognize your authority or understand you're an authority. I have a story. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is weird. Okay. Weird out. Um, so yesterday I'm on a prayer call. Okay. And a woman was talking about, um, how her, she has a generational line of breast cancer. Mm. Okay. And she, she had like prior to that, like they've all passed away from it. So it wasn't just like they had it, like they all died from it. <clears throat> and she said that the Holy Spirit like was just like telling her like something's not right. But she was having like her th normal mammograms and she was having all these normal things. And all the doctors were saying like everything's fine. There's no issue. Um, but she couldn't shake it. OK. And so she pushed for it. And she was like, you have to be an advocate for your own health. So like if your body's telling you like something's not right, but the doctors are saying you're fine, like you need to like continue. You need to like continue to like if you're feeling it that strong, like she was like push for it. So she went and she got second opinions and she saw somebody else. Well, come to find out she actually got a second opinion and then that 
PA was able to like see how upset she was and like she knew like something was going on. And so they requested an MRI. Well, sure enough, they found a mass. Mm -hmm. Okay. But everybody was telling, all the medical staff was telling her that she was fine and like nothing was going on. And so then like she, you know, does all the, the proper things and. It ended up just being like a benign mass type mm-hmm. thing, and and she, you know, was getting it removed, um, and everything was fine, and she was just like giving like this testimony about how amazing God is, and to just like listen to the Holy Spirit, get rid of these things, and and just like listen and all this kind of stuff, and she was saying that, um. All the doctors were telling her that it wasn't breast; it's probably not breast cancer. Because breast cancer is normally in your left breast, like if you get it, okay? That's what the doctors were telling her. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what the doctor said. She no more than said that, okay? And keep in mind, I'm just a girl over here praying. Like on those calls, I just pray in the spirit, and I just like let go, and like I look forward to these calls, and they're amazing, Um, and like it was fine. She no more than said that. And all of a sudden, I get excruciating pain in my left breast. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, what in the world? And I, like, just continued to pray. And, like, it was, like, crazy. Like, it was taking me off guard. Like, that is how physically insane it was right now. And so I actually started to get angry about it. And I was like, listen up, devil. <laughs> like, we are in a prayer group right now. This woman is giving testimony about how she does not have breast cancer and that these things are, she was basically breaking them off of her generational line. Like, this woman was on point and she was awesome. And like, people were getting like witnesses from it and just having many things. And the entire time, I'm like, all of a sudden, I don't have any of that in my family. Like, there is not even a thought, like, remotely a thought, okay? So this is how these spiritual things work. Yeah, it's called seed of thought. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's, like, continuing. She moves on, and the rest of the prayer, like, time where she's not even talking anymore, this won't go away. And I was like, I curse, like, whatever that just was in the name of Jesus, and I command this to leave, and I I was like, I know it's not here, I know it's like a thought, and I command it to leave in Jesus' name, and I just continued to press in and pray and get rid of it, and it wasn't going away, and then all of a sudden, I said, this stops now, and I said, if anybody on that call all of a sudden took that seed of it only happens in your left breast Mm -hmm. and glommed onto that, I just command that to be broken off of them in Jesus' name, and then it left me. Mm. Can I just say, it's 49 versus 50%. That's, so like. So they were probably trying to pacify her. Right. By saying that. It's, and like that, it's, it's those things though. Yeah. That like, they take root without any additional information. Mm Mm-hmm. We're talking a fraction of a percent, according to what I read. Yeah, I'm I'm more likely on the left than the right. Yeah, I do you know what I mean? I worked for a man who um, he had experienced. I I think it was like two or three massive heart attacks, right? And he was not a good person. 
And we were all in the office one day, and he was sitting there smoking cigarettes, drinking a Diet Coke. This man refused to drink water. said it was gross. He sat there smoking a cigarette, laughing and talking about how his brother had died from this heart attack, and he'd probably die from a heart attack. And he went through all these statistics of how men die from heart attacks between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. And that tormented me for Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And it would steal my rest. And I was already messed up. And I was already an alcoholic. Yeah. So I lived with that tormenting spirit for years. And it drove me to research it. And that's when God told me that, when when we're like when I got set free and that tried to come back, he was like, "Whose hands are you in? Are you in my hands or are you in your hands? Mm-hmm. Why are you researching things that I have not called you to?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying to be ignorant. Yeah, but if you're not reading so much scripture that it's coming out of you, mm-hmm. then why are you online listening to? If these five symptoms occur yeah. and it's clickbait and then yep. you click in and it gives you all the worst and the nastiest, yeah. you have no business going there. Yeah, You have no business going there right. if you're not filled to the overflow with the Holy Spirit. Well, and the power of... Suggestion. Suggestion. That's what it is. That's insane. So Second year's disease. Can you look that up? Second year's disease. But so that oh, with physicians, mm-hmm. that yeah. power of suggestion, though, that was just a comment that was made by a a customer for you. And it. Affect- no, that was a guy I worked for when we first got married. So a oh, coworker. OK, so just a comment made by a coworker from his experience, from his experience caused like th- just that. There's two lessons. So many. This. There's mm-hmm. two lessons. One is it's so funny. And I'll tell you why. Um, one is that you need to shut your ears to things like that. And you need to, you need to have your helmet of salvation. So you need to have your armor on. That's one. The other is watch what comes out of your mouth. Agreed. Because you don't know who's around you and who's listening. And you could say something. So what you think is benign Mm -hmm. and it sends somebody into a tailspin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're not speaking spirit and life yeah you know i won't even say like oh i almost d-i-e-d'd back there i won't say that yeah so um what'd you say on the first one put on your helmet of salvation yeah put on your armor you gotta be careful shut your ears so that's the thing shut your ears so a lot of the times though like you don't know to shut your ears because you don't know what's coming, right? Like there are situations where, because I was in prayer. I was in a prayer group. Like mm-hmm. that was like no thing for me where I was like in some weird ground The devil where shows I shouldn't up. have been. Maybe, maybe as we start our day. So we just did the challenge this last week that we weren't going to talk bad about ourselves. I feel like we're on a self-help, but <laughs> it's not like it's like a godly journey for betterment here. And we're there's a theme. So... Last week, it was, we're not going to talk bad about ourselves. Maybe this week, we need to start our days off in prayer and say, God, block what I should not hear Mm -hmm. out of my ears. Yeah. And he yeah, may, I don't want to retain it and I don't want to hear it. He yeah. may he may let you hear it, but you'll feel his spirit get, okay. get yeah. grieved so when you hear it. If you do hear something but it like 
grieves yeah. the Holy Spirit. It, you like you know it. Like you know that like that just something weird just occurred there. Yep. That now that is where you need to make sure that you're applying and praying out those scriptures because yeah. I think those are those moments where these little seeds of thought keep coming in but we just keep dismissing them as yeah. like oh that's not you god that's not you god but we're not doing anything about it and with it. you Heidi you you went through a process where you you identified that is not something that's ever been a genetic problem in our family right so I don't have that. That's weird. It's weird to Irrational. even feel those things. Yeah. And you ended up in intercession. Yep. Lord, and if there be left. anybody in this, yeah. because it was exposed. Mm-hmm. It was probably hitting multiple people. The only thing you probably could have done more than that is say, hey, just to let anybody know, oh, I, I just felt it. from the Lord that if you're feeling any kind you of pain in your left breast from the power of suggestion— what what God meant for a testimony to bring people into freedom, the devil will show up before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will say, where did you come from? And he'll say back and forth, up and down in the earth. And he'll say, have you considered my servant Job? So don't think the devil's not going to show up to your prayer meeting. He loves to disrupt and he loves yep. to sow dissensions, discord, and he loves to to make us vulnerable when we're vulnerable in the presence of God he wants to disrupt that and give us a bad experience in it yeah so that we're less likely to go there do you know what's interesting too is when you're trying to stand in faith for healing Mm -hmm. people will come out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. people that are normally like well-intentioned so mom went through breast cancer at the same time as COVID it's like 2020 Mm -hmm. yeah she literally had um, a lumpectomy like that in November. And yeah. then, okay, so. At the same time, dad had surgery for whatever. Yeah. It, they, they, back surgery. They both. It was like a lot going on. And, and then we all got COVID and it was like a whole thing. So, but what I found to be rather appalling, honestly, but I didn't have the spiritual like awareness awareness, at that time to recognize it for what it was but she would go into the cancer center for appointments or like she would just be talking to someone in passing and like they knew that she was going through it and they would a hundred percent of the time go oh really i know this person this person this person this person they died a terrible death from breast cancer i know five women in the last two years they've all died from breast cancer and they would give her oh my best friend she was she had breast cancer and then she had you know a double mastectomy and then uh, the next thing you know she was on hospice and dead dead in six Mm -hmm. months and nurses people rooming her in the cancer center they were saying stuff like this she would run into people like at a restaurant her and my dad would be out to dinner and someone would be like oh i heard you're going through you know breast cancer and then they would be like oh i hope you come through it because the last person what and they would weird, just demonic. spew and it was all the time yeah and i got so mad yeah i like i addressed it with the clinic mm-hmm. and i was like you need to get it together yeah because people are are coming to you to 
get some hope and keep on yeah. living here yeah. and get treatment. And you can't be doing that. Yeah. And, but had I maybe had a different mindset at the time, I would have addressed it differently and probably in prayer because that's, that's gross behavior. Yeah. And there's this, here's the thing. We always hear like the afflictions of the righteous are many, but God will deliver us out of them all. And that is true. Yeah. But I think that we've come to accept a baseline of constant like nitpicking mm. that we don't have to tolerate mm -hmm. and we need to kick it out. Yeah. You don't have to have this constant gnat in your face right? that's tormenting you and constantly reminding you like of these things that bother you or make you feel anxious or embarrassed or make you feel sick or that sort of thing. Like you don't have to tolerate it. Yeah. We, we need given, to get better about that. I've yeah. given testimonies like in the last couple of years of like things like when I had that, the, the, whole scare in, in my mouth with the, mm -hmm. with the thing and you know there was like constant like trying to bring like cancer scares right and it was just weird and there were certain people that I I felt led to have stand in prayer with mm -hmm. me and it was funny because like certain people when I would go to them say hey there's this they were already prepared yeah like like I went to Pastor Landon about the the thyroid one and I pulled him aside and I said, Hey, like I just I just feel like I need to have you pray with me about mm -hmm. this. And he looked me dead in my eye and he's like he's like, Perfect. This person who you know, yep, they were healed of that. Yeah. So we're just gonna stand on their healing. That's what people need to be met with is testimonies. Yeah. And then and then we prayed, right? So then I gave testimony like in church. And people, there were certain individuals that came up and they said, I'm offended. Well, why are you offended? Because you didn't even give us the opportunity to pray with you. Mm. And I was like, well. I might have been one of them. I was like, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. But For real. I, was like, I was like, well, the thing is, is like God gave us certain people to yeah. pray with. And we didn't need to because I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm yeah. healed. Mm -hmm. Well. If if you're gonna be leadership in the church, you gotta let the body know. And I'm thinking, no, I don't. No, I don't. You know. Jesus didn't take the twelve up into Gethsemane, Gethsemane, and sit there and Yosemite. say, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I say, oh no, that's Foghorn Leghorn. I don't know how to do Yosemite Sam. But he that's didn't so take funny. the he didn't take them up in into where he was. Uh, where he was praying to to his sweat turning to blood. Yeah. In fact, he left them outside the spiritual gate mm -hmm. that he was in. Came out a couple times and said, "You're sleeping again." Yeah. Because there's just some things that that God needs to do in and through you that's going to give you a a deeper affection and appreciation for what he's capable of and yeah. he's not going to He's not going to invite everybody into that. So I'm always, you know, I'm I'm really leery by somebody when they come up and tell me they're offended by not being able to pray with me. I'm oh. like, that's a weird fruit to have from not being asked to pray. You know? Yeah. That'd be like if you came up to me and said, you know, it's just really weird. You never asked me to come up and pray for people at the altar. And my response is like, I've never seen you at the altar. Yeah. Like, um, if you feel led, get up there. Get up there. For yourself first. Yeah. 
Um, it's so funny because as we're talking about this, I feel like I have instances coming back to me. What did I, what did I blurb? No, you had like a weird mouth sound at one point. Like, like a, it sounded like you had like a wet balloon or something. Yeah, like you had a bubble. I didn't even notice that. I don't know. I'm going to leave it in though. Maybe, I hope not. This is a challenge to see if, if you heard the little squeak. You guys are trying you to put, you guys are trying to build a stronghold in my <laughs> no. life where I won't listen, listen to our own podcast listen, anymore. You got to listen. Cause I, I'll hear it and I'll be like, I'm not going back there again. This is so funny. Heidi's losing it. Yeah. But, um, the last podcast I told Heidi, it was like a longer recording session and I was like, I'm going to, I told you guys I'm going to split it in two and it will be two episodes because I didn't want to cut any of it mm-hmm. because it was so good. And, um, like this is not me being like, uh, like proud of myself necessarily. But w- when we record and then we listen back to it, mm-hmm. Sometimes I just really get stuff out of it, you know? For real. Are like, you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that because, was so good. Because there's <laughs> where you, you can tell where the anointing hits, where it's it's a God thing and not just a I had never thought there would ever be thing. an experience though where you would re listen to yourself. It's like an out of body experience. Without it in it but you're it feels like you're not listening to Dude, yourself. I don't so. even want to listen to my own voicemail with me on it, let alone but you're able really? to listen Five to the minutes. episodes. Right, but yeah. I'll listen to the episodes. Because like it's like as if it you're not listening different. to yourself. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, yeah. Like well, that's yes. good. Yeah. That's good stuff. You're it's like gold. by yourself in the car and you're like, come on. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, man, I really need to apply that to my life. Yeah. So, <laughs> literally. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's some good advice. Wow, write that down. Um, but as I'm sitting here, I'm like thinking back to, and maybe it's God bringing like light to situations that I was in where I didn't recognize it at the time. So I was talking to this friend of mine that I work with and she, we were in Rochester, actually, we were in person. And sometimes I have this, have you ever had this where you're at home and you're like walking down the stairs and you just have this thought, like, it would be so bad if I fell down the stairs right now. Mm, Right. That's a seed of thought. Yes. Seed of thought, yep. man. It's a common That's what I'm saying. Tonight. So we were literally waiting for an Uber. And I think it was Uber. It was like the hotel um, like shuttle because we were at like this convention center and they had to take us back to our hotel. Yeah. And we were sit- standing on the sidewalk and there was like, it was a busy street. There's a lot of cars. And all of a sudden this girl, this friend of mine that I work with, she took like a big step back from the the edge of the sidewalk yeah she was like Ugh. and i was like what and at the time and even really up until today i hadn't really thought about this yeah. again or recognized it for what it was but she goes i just had like the worst like it's just my imagination but she's like i almost i just pictured myself tripping and falling into traffic mm. Mm. and she's like it freaked me out so i got away from the edge yeah and like she's like you never have that where you like or like you're taking a shower and you feel like you're gonna like you're like oh i don't want to slip and fall right now and you're like just standing there and that that's how these things creep in yeah yeah and i didn't even recognize it until really probably talking through this and i feel like god brought it back to me it's like that's a missed opportunity because i could have prayed with her yeah. Or yeah. did something in the moment to speak into that and say, you know, it, God has given you a, a 
gift of discernment, but right now the enemy is trying to use it yeah. against you with irrational fear. Because and just the speak Holy sound Spirit mind. Will, yeah. The you Holy know? Spirit will speak to you the same way, like yes. similar in capacity, but he'll always give you the answer. Right. You know, and you won't have fear then. You'll be in a, you'll be in charge. You'll be in authority. You'll maybe, be equipped. Right. And maybe that's one of those situations like you have that come to you and you're like, God, I just pray that nobody falls down the stairs today. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody falls and gets hit by a car today. Like, yeah, maybe start to turn it around that way and just say, you know what? I'm just going to start to pray about those things. When I get words of happens. knowledge yeah. or words of wisdom, I usually feel it. Yeah. That's true. And I've learned to identify something that's normal to me and not. So if I all of a sudden get overtaken with some excruciating pain in the middle of a church service or in the middle of an event um, that I've never experienced before, or it's been years since I experienced it, so all of a sudden I'll identify, oh, that was an evil thing that God took from me. Somebody else is experiencing it right mm-hmm. now. Or has been this week, yeah. or they're about to. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll give the word. Probably ninety nine percent of the time, somebody ends up. God heals them, yeah. right? And I get to I get to see that. Yeah. Other times, nobody comes up. Nobody raises their hand, and I used to get kind of defeated and be like, "God, did I did I miss that on that one?" But what happens is they'll go into their week end up in the they circumstance and then God will bring the, yeah. he'll bring the word of knowledge back to their mind. Yes. Mm. Be like, Hey, I didn't have that last Sunday, but it happened to me this week. And I remembered that. So I received it. So the lesson and the challenge for this week is we're all going to address these things differently. So when you're awakened at two o'clock in the morning and you're feeling embarrassed because when you were leaving TJ Maxx, the girl said, thanks for shopping with us. And you said, you too. <laughs> That's me all the time. (laughs) That you're just going to cast out the spirit and rebuke the spirit of shame and embarrassment and anxiety. I hope you enjoy your birthday. You You too. too. (laughs) Happy birthday. You too. I did say happy birthday, Atlas. And he goes, happy birthday, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Atlas. He turned two. Mm -hmm. Such a good kid. All right. We are growing in the Lord together. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we have these conversations and, and we expose the attacks and the toils of the enemy and not only just expose that, but expose those little things that lead to open doors for him to have access. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about things like this, it's not to cultivate an environment of familiarity with, with things or to take ourselves out of authority because things happen to us too but it's actually to bring everybody up to a place of where they realize that even if they feel um they're not where they should be and these things are happening because of that not necessarily Mm -hmm. sometimes it happens to people that are trying to blaze a trail in ministry Mm -hmm. they just may have a very small circle that they share those things with because they need to stay in a, in a place where they're received as teacher. Yeah. We're lucky to have this forum and, and be able to expose those darknesses and, and apply light to them with our community through the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we have these conversations so that 
two weeks, two years down the road, if you find yourself having irrational behavioral thoughts that would that would cause you to do something out of character, you're you're having thoughts. Oh, you should just pull your car into oncoming traffic. That's the enemy. That is the enemy. You don't yeah. think like that. No. Nope. That's a spirit that's trying to establish something in your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a spirit of death. Maybe it's something that's trying to pull you away from the light. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that you're not the only one that's ever had that and that it's a supernatural thing where a demonic force is trying to keep you from fulfilling the call in your life, now you're equipped. Now you have a place to stand. Scripture says to stand, and when you've done all the, what you can do, but stand, it says stand therefore. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.